What is up, Anchor Nation? This is your host, Aaron Rollins, coming at you again, live and ad-free on my channel, Southeast Third. Appreciate y'all being here. I was listening to JP's What the Today and Yesterday, trying to get caught up in all of his stuff. I haven't been listening every day like I should have been. Um, you know, I got classes going on, and his channel's not exactly brain food, but... I heard him talk about something that I think is incredibly, incredibly relevant to just about anybody that goes out. And John goes out a lot. He's he's um, going to parties. He's going to social gatherings. I mean, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Now, you have to forgive me. Oh, i got to set the phone down for a second. So he's always out and about. And I went with uh, Jamie, my girlfriend, down to... Um, where did we go? We went down to San Antonio, some sort of typhoon, Texas typhoon water park. Anyway, we go down there and something that, uh, you know, of course, whenever you go to a water park, you're seeing all kinds of bitches. Uh, ladies, please don't get mad at me. I just don't know your names individually. So I'm just referring to you as that way. So don't get it twisted, as they say in popular terms. Uh, anyway, there's all these females walking around. And guys, too, you know, there's um, average people like me, uh, people that have that whole, you know, clothing model, body, tall, thin, tan, uh, you know, just people walking around, just doing their thing. You know, it's a, it's a water park, so people got their kids there. And, uh, you know, you're hearing all these teenagers talking, saying all kinds of fucking bad language, uh, 15, 14 years old, talking about fucking shit and and all that other stuff, and I'm like, geez, man, I mean, the culture today, I mean, we were bad when we were kids, but, you know, my mom ever heard me say some stuff like that, she'd slap the taste out of my mouth, <laughs> and these kids are just running rampant, talking however they want to fucking talk, and dressing however they want to dress, and, uh, you know, J John had mentioned something on his channel about, uh, you know, that girl is way too young to be dressing that way, and the, the problem that we're coming across is... Is that, yeah, I mean, you, you see a lot of the kids there. You know, they're obviously 14, 15, maybe 16 at the oldest. They're young, right? They're teenagers. But they're dressing like they're not. And then you got people that you can't tell are teenagers that are also dressing like they're not. Because, I don't know, they look older. And you know what I mean by they look older. Don't even come at me with that shit. You know what I'm talking about. So, you know, and you see them, they're, they're, they're getting physical with whoever they're with. Like we were in this wave pool, me and Jamie were just, we're just relaxing in the shade and, you know, letting the waves rock us back and forth. Kind of a nice feeling. And, uh, there's like three or four couples of, of girl guy kids. I mean, they, they can't be older than 16. They can't be, they look young as fuck and they're making out, they're kissing, they're kissing and kissing. And I'm like, who is watching these kids, man? This is fucking public. What you do at home and what you get away with in the privacy of your own room is what you do. I mean, we all did shit when we were kids that we shouldn't have done. My brother brought up some stuff about my past just the last week or the week before, maybe. I can't recall. Regardless, you know, we, we've all done some stuff and, and been involved in some things that, you know, but we, we, we try to keep that at home or at somebody else's house. We try not to do that out in front of everybody. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Like, well, I don't remember doing all that stuff. I mean, there was one time that I remember making out with this girl. And this is back when I was, you know, like 15, real young, going to this church in Corsicana. 
And this girl was fine. I mean, like, she, she had a ballerina body. She was cute. She was tight. She had a pretty face. And it's probably the, the cutest girl I dated when I was young. And I'm talking young, young. I'm, I'm, I'm a young man. And I made out with her uh, at a football game. And one of my teachers, this is kind of embarrassing. One of my teachers was like, Aaron, that's not appropriate. I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And, you know, that's that was one time I can think of. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm only bringing up this one instance. That's the only time I've seen it. But if but if I'm seeing it and I don't go out that much, because I, I really just go to work and go home, this crap's got to be way worse than what I'm seeing. Um, hey, I don't know. Maybe I was just sheltered as a kid or not sheltered. That's the wrong word. Maybe I was just a geek or a nerd or whatever. And I didn't get around with a lot of girls when I was a teenager. I had like three girlfriends that I can remember. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just how it's happening these days. People are just more and more physical. I'm walking around the house right now. So if you hear some funny noise, please forget, bear with me. But John brought something up and I was like, oh man, that takes me back. That takes me back to 2009 when I was at a Marine Corps base in North Carolina. I was 20 years old. No, I was 21. I had come back from Iraq and I was still stationed in North Carolina until my contract ended. And uh, I was going to go from active to reserve. And I was with a whole bunch of Marines. And these are young cats. You know, they're like me. They're 19, 20, 21 years old. Some of them had been to Iraq with me and some of them, this, they were just showing up. And we had this new guy show up, pretty good looking dude. You know, he's muscular, he's kind of lean, not really lean, but you know, he's, he's an athlete, right? Because most Marine infantrymen are athletes. You got to be an athlete to be an infantryman. So he's, he's not exactly, you know, a slob or anything. Um, he, and I, I, I hate to tell this story because it really is a shame, but he meets this girl and he's showing everybody pictures of her. It's like, dude, I found her online. She's hot. She's got great tits. Uh, she's 18. You know, she wants me to come down and meet her and all this other stuff. I got to get a special approval because it's outside of our travel boundaries. When you're young and in the, the military, you know, they, they put all kinds of restrictions on you so that you don't do stupid shit like what I'm about to tell you. They don't want you going too far away and then an accident happens and you can't come back or you get caught up in some shit and you can't leave or you just run off like that one guy did that I grew up with. Uh, the one that went to the Navy and then like never went back and they got his ass for being AWOL. Mm. Um, so what I'm getting to here is uh, this guy, you know, he's talking about how he gets he gets everything squared away. And... Uh, he, he, he meets this girl and <clears throat> so something happened with the parents where, uh, the parents, you know, they meet him and they find out who he is and they're like, Hey, um, you know, we, we want you to meet our daughter, but we can't let anything happen with her right now. This is our daughter. We're going to protect her, blah, 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 blah. So he's like, okay, cool. And you know, he stays around for like the weekend or whatever. And, uh, he gets busted fooling around with her. Well, they decide to press charges, and this becomes a big deal because she's not actually 18. She's 16, and he's an adult. Uh, I think he's at least 20. So what happens? Cops get involved. He, gets, he goes to jail and gets a sexual crime charge. Yeah. So not only did uh, civilian law you know, snatch him up and put him in cuffs, 
when that all got situated, he had to come back to base and go to prison. So <laughs> a double whammy for his ass for not doing his due diligence and making sure this girl was a fucking adult before running around and messing around with her. I mean, it's, it's one thing to mess around with somebody and the parents walk in, you know, if they're an adult, usually there's an awkward conversation. It's like, hey, y'all need to be safe. Please just don't do this while I'm around. It's disrespectful, blah, blah. All that trash, you know, whatever conversation you had, they, you know, you get what I'm saying. But for this dude, um, yeah, police got involved. And I know there's more story behind this than I'm, you know, giving you because this was fucking 15 years ago. Um, no, it's, well, what is it? It's 2022, so this was 2009. So that's 13, 13 years ago that this happened. And good grief, like everybody in the battalion knew about this. I'm talking over a thousand people knew about this cat because they, they had to tell everybody. And so all that information got disseminated and everybody's hearing about it. And it's like, motherfucker, guys, don't don't be like this. Don't end up this way. This is a terrible way to end your career because he just got I mean, he was brand fucking new. Just got out of boot camp, just got out of school of infantry, just showed up to the battalion like he ain't even been at the battalion six months. And he's getting smashed with a fucking sexual assault crime. It's like, shit, man. Shit, you're too young. Because now you got to live with that shit for the rest of your life. And what are you going to tell people when they ask? It's like, well, I thought she was 18. That's not good enough, dude. That's not good enough. Nobody's going to fucking care that you thought she was 18. So, <laughs> and now, now he's got to live with that. And he also had his military career ruined, right? Because, I mean, it's zero tolerance for sex crimes. Zero tolerance. So, whatever prestigious or... uh ambitious hopes he had for his military career that's all in the toilet i don't know what happened to that dude because that that year i, I left north carolina and came back to texas so i don't know i i really don't know i hope the that you know he turned shit around and was able to make something of himself i hope he didn't fucking kill himself because things were so bad um but you know i mean you never know you never know you never fucking know so i mean i if i were to have a moral to this story it's like man if it's too good to be true it ain't it ain't so don't don't even try it and you know there's a couple of times in my life where that turned out to be the case like um there was a time i was living in waco and i go to this church called saint albans and i meet this guy there uh he seems to be an okay guy um i had experience with him when i worked for evans enterprises he sent some people out to our campus and got us uh, hooked on some uh, education stuff that he had going down. It all turned out to be this big scam because they we paid a whole bunch of money for a lot of shit we didn't actually need. It, it looked good on paper, but it's like this isn't actually helping us do our job any better. Uh, you know, we spent all this money for us to sit to these classes. Um, I still get paid, which it, it was good for me because it was an easy time of, of the week, but the, the company didn't actually benefit. Anyway, going on, moving on, moving on. That guy shows up. At this church I'm at, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, blah, 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 we catch up. And he's like, well, this program I'm involved in, I'm one of the directors, and I need trainers. I need people to hire on as subject matter experts to go teach classes at, at different employers. And I was like, well, yeah, I could definitely do that. And I meet this guy named John. John, um, uh, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. He, um, he was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's all about. It's like, you know, you may not be 
experienced with this material, but we give you everything you need to know. We give you like a week or two to study it and to practice it and to practice your teaching method. And by that time, you should have it down and you show up and it's like, dude, I'll teach you anything you want out of this material right here. And this is the material you're going to need that's relevant to your job. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, that's good. You know, when new stuff comes out, people that are on the job don't have time to sit and read about it. They can take some time out of their schedule, get hands-on education and practice, and then go do the work. You know, things get cha- things get updated all the time. Technology keeps improving, all that. You, you, you know what I'm saying. And so he was talking about this drone program, and he was like, hey, we've got a big contract in the work. We are going to need people to teach other people how to fly drones. And I was like, dude, I would love to do that kind of job. That sounds like right up my alley. I love manipulating technology and, and stuff like that. Sounds really cool. Be an easy job, cakewalk. That was a huge fucking lead on. Like he had me on the hook for weeks, and he said, "Okay, so the starting salary is going to be around sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars." I was like, "What? I can't, I can't imagine getting paid that kind of money. I've, I've never made that kind of money in my life." You know, we had an interview and everything. We sat down, we talked. And he was telling me about, you know, expectations and, and what he could possibly offer. And, you know, he tried to he tried to ask me, he was like, you know, what kind of pay would you would you think about? And I was like, oh, I can do I can handle thirty five, thirty five thousand, maybe forty. And he said, oh, no, 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 we're not going that low. And he threw all these numbers at me. And then weeks go by. Nothing happens. He calls me again. And he was like, well, um, we still want to keep you on and we want to bring you in. But we're thinking maybe like fifty thousand. I was like, oh, well. That's not what you first said, but whatever, man. It's still more money than I've ever made. And weeks go by. He still doesn't bring me in and hire me. And he was like, yeah, we're thinking more like 40 to 45. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of closer to what I was expecting, a realistic expectation. You know, I can manage that. That's great money for me. And more and more weeks go by. And this has been like a span of four or five months at this point where he's trying to get me in and get me to work. And then not only does their big plan fall through, they close his department and he gets fired because they're they're closing that whole thing down and they don't have something else that he can do. So they let him go. And I say they they fire him. I think they just laid him off. Like it's not a, you know, you suck at your job. You don't know what you're doing type thing. I think they they closed that whole department of uh, professional education and training for like businesses and shit. They closed it all down. And all those people lost their jobs. There was, there was nothing for him to fucking do. So, I mean, but, but then all the people that were getting told, hey, we've got all these openings. Why don't you come work with us? And I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. But then nothing comes out of it. And at that point in time, you know, I had to learn that lesson. If it sounds too good to be true, it ain't. <laughs>